The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, gang. How are you? Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow. Just going to give you a heads up. This week's audio is a little off. My mic somehow got screwed up, and I had to use the mic from my camera, so I apologize for that. So listen, Jennifer Eckhart is our guest this week, and she chose one of the most beloved films of all time, Toy Story. And uh, I'm sure this is going to anger you. Before you get to it, don't forget, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you're looking to advertise with us. And of course, guttingthesacredcow.com every single day. Blog articles, list of 10, if that doesn't happen, you know, the whole, you know the drill. And if you have yet yet done so, to all of our new fans and friends, two or three sentence review on the podcast platform of your choice. Can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for following us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And we love you all. You're awesome. And uh, here we go. Jennifer Eckhart trying to take down Toy Story. Let her rip, Jennifer. Gather round is what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah. See you in L.A., Marvin. Kevin Israel, name that film. That's not from Back to the Future now. Is that Back to the Future? No. <laughs> the only one I could think of was Marvin. Marvin Barry, your cousin. Your cousin? <laughs> this is the new sound I was talking about. No, my good man. Actually, let's go to our, our guest, Jennifer Eckhart. How are you tonight? I'm I'm outstanding. Let that me just say, spirit. it is an honor to be on this world-renowned podcast. I mean, truly. <laughs> Maybe after this episode airs, it'll put you guys over the 400 subs- YouTube subscriber mark. Maybe? Maybe? Maybe not? That was, that's what we call a left-handed compliment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a lot. 400. That's a big number of subscribers. You know, you guys are... You How many subscribers do you have? I, I feel like this is zero, this, zero. So you're way like ahead of the curve. When a girl goes, it's nice. No, really, it's nice. <laughs> it's a good size. <laughs> yeah, it just fits fine. Bigger hurts. Bigger. Yeah. Hurts. Too the much. Thing, Too much. You guys are. You guys are on a. You guys are on a rocket ship. You're about to launch. You're about to take off. And also, the podcast is brand new, isn't it? Hasn't it only been around for a couple months? <laughs> a year and a half. Oh gosh! I just this, no. is, this is the part. Fuck talking about Toy Story. We're gonna have to talk to Jennifer, seeing how wrong and she can insult. <laughs> how us long can her. she just dig this hole? Just yeah. keep digging. Keep, keep digging. No, well, I actually told Kevin. I'm not sure which Kevin. I know it's Kevin hey, and Kevin. You were talking to me. Okay. Well, you to told me that you were offended by my choice of movie that I was going to absolutely rip to shreds, <laughs> which I am ready to rip to shreds. But you told me to prepare for a military-esque onslaught unlike uh-huh. anything I've ever witnessed. So, of course, I came in like guns blazing. That's what okay. we want. Yeah. That's cool. That's what we want. But That's Kev, cool. if if nothing else, take the audio clip of her going, I'm honored to be on this world-renowned podcast, and cut it right there. And then exactly. we can do- I am. Right. Right. That's exactly where the, the splice marks are going to go. <laughs> right. We are big in India, Israel, Very big in India. Canada, Huge. Australia, and uh, some love from the Jews on his side and the Germans on my side. So we're, uh, we are world-renowned. We're, we're, we're piecing together a, a multicultural fan base. I mean, so, Kevin, who was the quote from? Yeah. So 
Kevin Israel could not get that quote. That movie is from the 1988 classic film Midnight Run. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in probably since even, 1989. I wasn't even born then. That's cool, Jennifer. We were 12. Now we're talking about... <laughs> hey, man, I was five when Toy Story came out, so... Holy fuck, Kevin. That, that hole is getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we need to start getting older guests. We did. No, but... this diversity, guys. Diversity. This is good. This is good. Jennifer, let me tell you what is like the fine porno. And by porno, I mean magazines that were passed around through friends. <laughs> not or just found in the woods yeah, in weird not, places. Not through dial-up internet like you had the luxury <laughs> for doing. Oh, my gosh. Jennifer Eckhart has joined us. And she has taken on, Kevin, this is one of the films that should have made our bulletproof list. And that is the 1995 darling Toy Story. I feel like if Kim Kardashian's ass didn't break the internet, this is going to break the internet. People are not happy (laughs) when I told them what movie (laughs) is going to be done tonight. But before we get into it, Jennifer, tell everybody what you're up to, where we can find you before we really get down and dirty and, and you become unrecognizable from my <laughs> nuclear you fallout. Mean, you, mean, you mean before I get canceled for ripping on this <laughs> classic American film that everyone loves. Um, yes. Yeah, so before I get canceled, you can find me on Twitter, Jennifer Eckhart, E-C-K-H-A-R-T. Uh, look me up on Instagram. Uh, I feel like nobody really uses Facebook these days. I'm on Facebook. Um find me there. Um, and you can also, I'm a contributing author for Thrive Global, and I put out some pretty interesting pieces lately. So if you want to go and read some thought-provoking pieces, go check out my work. Would love to. And then you can write a thought-provoking piece on two guys <laughs> in corporate America making it with a really world-renowned podcast. It only has 400 YouTube subscribers. <laughs> no, we're gonna get. No, we're gonna get you to 400 after oh. this appearance. But it's okay. Uh, it just got. Okay. It just got smaller. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> just give it 10 more minutes. I promise. It always happens first time. How about a back rub? <laughs> Toy Story 1995. As we know. IMDb is a scale that goes by the old one through 10 with decimal points to our guest, Jennifer Eckhart. What did Toy Story score on the IMDb score? Give me a guess. An eight. 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 Kevin Israel. I'm going to go nine, three. Eight, three. Oh, wow. Closer. Wow. Yeah. Are you doing a snap at us like it's in living color? (laughs) Two men on the men on film. Yes. Yes. Okay. I just did that. Do people even do that anymore? We do. We do now. Okay. We it back. do now. We're going to do a Z. T- we're going to do a Z formation after this <laughs> argument is finished. Kevin Israel, Rotten Tomatoes, as you know, is a scale one through one hundred. It is a percentage based scale. What did Toy Story get with the critics? I still think it's. I still going to go high. Ninety one. Jennifer. Mm, I'm going to keep it to maybe the. Let's keep it to the eighties. Eighty. 100. Perfect rating. Perfect rating. Oh, come on. I wanted to go higher, too. Damn it. Uh, I I, I did know that. Audience score, uh, Jen. Give me the audience score, Toy Story, Rotten Tomatoes, 1 through 100. Gosh, so I have to be on it. Like, I can't give my score. I got to give the audience's score. Um, well, apparently you've never listened to our podcast, and that's pretty 70, 70 percent. 70 percent. 70. 70. God damn. Kevin well, Israel. 95. 92. Whatever. Was 92 for them. There are some people out there who just hate animation. And fun. Budget <laughs> of 1995 of $30 million. A haul of... $373 million. Turn that into 2021 money. $52.2 million budget. $654.2 million haul. That is not too bad. $30 million back then. That was a lot of money to spend on an animated movie. Sure that was. was. That was a lot of money. Quotes. The obvious to infinity and beyond. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I will. Where, give me. <laughs> me See, give me your address. I'll, ca- I'll cash you outside. Upset. He's getting upset. It's okay. It's all right. That's next what I one, came on for. Next one is etch, draw, smiley face. It's bed sheets. Who invited that kid? 
That was a great line because every kid got a shitty birthday present and nothing made me happier than calling out shitty birthday presents. Uh, and the, of course, an under the radar funny one. Where are you from? Singapore or Hong Kong? <laughs> Kevin Israel, what quotes jumped out at you? Buzz, look, an alien. That was that quote was memed into some horribly disgusting things. You can look it up. <laughs> and uh, and I don't believe that man's ever been to medical school. Yeah. Jen, how about you? Oh, I have a lot of quotes that I can get into. Well, um, there are quotes from the film, not your own personal quotes and diatribes yet, but what quotes from the film stood out to you? Stood in, in a good way or a bad way? Because I have a lot of quotes that stood out to me in a bad way. Um, uh, okay, the one quote that I actually did like that genuinely made me laugh was when uh, Woody... <laughs> Woody pulls the string from his back and, and you hear, there's a snake in my boot. And I thought that, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but other than that, didn't laugh, didn't think it was funny. And I will get into that in a moment. This is, I, Kevin, I promise I mean, I'm a fun person, by the way. Like, oh, I really, you're, doing a, you're doing a great job convincing <laughs> us. Do you put this on I your just Tinder? I don't Hunter? like children. Yeah, on your Tinder profile. Hates Toy Story. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> It's just her breaking a Woody doll in half. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Woody was originally not supposed to be a cowboy. He was supposed to be a ventriloquist. They oh. changed it. They changed it because dummies are associated with horror films, and they did not want the kids to be terrified. Well, yeah, I don't feel a, like a I don't feel like a little kid would have a um, I was going to say a marionette. That's not what they're called. The ventriloquist dummy. The little show in 1950s called Howdy Doody took the nation by storm. But then again, there was only three channels, and people were dumber back then, right? <laughs> right. And Howdy Doody was a creepy doll. He was. Except Randy from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Now that was a doll. Oh, yeah. Joss Whedon wanted Barbie to appear in the first Toy Story. But Barbie was supposed to be a Sarah Connor from T2 type of Barbie. Where she was going to rescue Woody and go, come with me if you nice. want to live. Okay, that is my kind of Barbie. Um, she's like here to fuck shit up. She's not messing around. My, my, my. Original choice for Buzz Lightyear's voice was... Billy Crystal. Oh, it is that. a yeah. Oh, to infinity and beyond. My <laughs> that dad so bad. <laughs> my dad was a big Mickey Mantle fan, and now I have to make every play a Mickey Mantle reference. Ah, moo. No, I'm not a Billy. I'm not a Billy Crystal fella. Billy said it is the only regret he's had in show business. However, this silver lining, saying no to this, freed him up to do the voice of Monsters Incorporated and Monsters University. Mike. Much better casting. Very much so. Agreed. Another voice story. Do you know that Tom Hanks' brother, Jim, does the Woody voice when Tom is too busy to voice it for toys or games? What about his son, Chet? What about Chet Hanks? Does he do anything? He makes some sick beats and great Instagram (laughs) stories. And spends dad's money. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes. I mean, if my dad was a star of Bachelor Party, I don't know how I could not have a fucking great charmed life. <laughs> Which was on again this weekend, and guess who got sucked in? This guy. Until that last 15 minutes, and then it becomes off-the-rails cocaine-fueled by writers in Hollywood, and it's awful. But the last, Dad, do the you first- still know Nick the Dick? Yeah. <laughs> Should I call you Nick or Mr. the Dick? <laughs> Mr. Dick. <laughs> Number four, Andy's dad was not in the story because they couldn't afford one. Human characters were expensive as shit in those days. Plus, he wasn't really relevant to the story. And the last one, Toy Story saved what famous toy? Etch-a-Sketch, because it was about to be canceled, but the film revived it with the character Etch, and it enjoyed a 20% revenue bump. So now, look at all those people this movie gave jobs to. So let's hear what you got to say about that, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. Je- Jennifer. Uh, I'm going to respond to that. 
Kevin. Well, Kevin and Kevin. Well, Jennifer. K squared. Wow. All yeah. right. My problem whoa, whoa, with the whoa, X. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Tagline. You tagline. are stepping on our intro. Kevin Israel, Jennifer Eckhart here is dying to eviscerate the memories of kids of her era, our era, and kids even after that era. So let her do what she's going to try and do, and that is gut, gut the sacred, sacred cow. cow. That was clever, you guys. That's great. I we feel have like everything you say is sarcastic. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm just think... twisting the knife a little more. Well, speaking of twisting the knife, whose idea was it to have a cow? You guys opening a cow with a butcher knife on your podcast cover art. Like, who came up with that brilliant idea? Boy, I forgot. Was that me or was that you? I don't know. We'll both my, it for it. it. had to be you. Of course. Okay. <laughs> All right, I have to preface this episode by saying zero disrespect to Tim Allen and to Tom Hanks, because I love them both. I think they are both phenomenal at their craft. This forthcoming rip on Toy Story is in no way a reflection of their other movies. So just I needed to get that out of the way for my own personal personal reasons so, you can tell tom um, Hanks. you right. can tell are tom you guys Hanks. ready you can tell tom hanks is out of it he was an asshole for making joe versus the volcano that film <laughs> sucked donkey dick i think he's just i i'm talking about who he is as a person he seems like a really lovable likable guy with a great personality yeah i think he has a personality. so did kevin spacey until about three years ago but anyway <laughs> God. All right. Well, anyway, the entire movie starts out with Andy, the kid playing with dead limp bodies of toys while they pretend to not be alive. Totally gives me the creeps. Um, Andy's little sisters in her crib chewing on the eyes and other body parts, the ears of Mr. Potato Head, which some would say is cannibalistic and weird uh, because the toy is alive. The toy's not fake. The toy's alive, uh, which brings me to little Bo Peep. I got a problem with Homegirl, all right? She makes highly inappropriate sexual jokes and comments, starting with, hi, Woody. Why don't I get someone else to watch my flock tonight? And it's like, girl, really? Like, little Bo Peep needs to tend to her flock and chill out. And, like, I when I was watching, re-watching the movie this past weekend, I was waiting for Woody to be like, well, I mean, is it any wonder why my name's Woody? It was just like, when she came at him and like took her staff and like hooked it around his neck, I felt very weird. And it was it was just it crossed it crossed the line for me. And then I was thinking of all the kids out there that are watching this. So um, all right, Mr. Potato Head was wishing for a Mrs. Potato Head. What's with these cisgender normatives? I thought cancel culture established that Mr. Potato Head is gender neutral. Didn't we already? It was 1995 and we had fun back then. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. People had opinion- were allowed to have opinions then and nobody got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, Buzz Lightyear is so pompous within five, within like, I think two minutes of him being on screen, he starts spewing off his resume and how impressive it is. Like Buzz Lightyear, space ranger, universe protection unit, like bro, have a slice of humble pie. You're, you're don't like, no, nobody likes that guy. Who's like telling the world how great they are. I had a problem with that. And then so, when he wait, got- wait, wait, one question. So that means to me, when you go downtown to the bars and you hang out and the Wall Street bros do that to you, that means I don't that- hang out with Wall Street bros. <laughs> that but doesn't get going. the old fire. That doesn't get the fire in the, you know, stoked. No, because I see Wall Street bros after all this. I feel like yeah. that's, I feel like now they're just day traders. They all wear the, the sleeveless uh, fleece. That's how you I- know they're a Wall Street bros. I spent many days. I spent many days down at, on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. There are definitely Wall Street bros out there, um, and they're all—they're—they're they're great. They're just. Um, <laughs> looks like she looks like she's in pocket big Wall Street bros, Kevin. <laughs> all right, continue. I had to—I had to shoot one a joke in there. Go ahead. No, 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 that's okay. So Woody then becomes sad, right? Because he's like, "Well, I can't compare to Buzz." And Andy completely discards Woody, throws him inside of a toy bin, and like he's meaningless. Like, what kind of message is that sending our our children? Right? Um, like, you're not special. You can't. You can't. Anyway, I had a, I had a real problem with that. But the 
biggest problem with the film that I had is Sid. And if you guys are going to come to Sid's defense, we're going to have some problems here because, all right, this guy, Sid, I, I'm pretty sure was a serial killer in the making. He wore a skull on his shirt and he tortures toys. He straps explosives to G.I. Joe's. They actually have a scene in which they show the toy soldier blowing up, which is extremely unpatriotic, by the way. And I, he just makes me uncomfortable all around. He also Stop, had a sign. For one second, the, the, the 80s kid in me is going gonna, is gonna to scream out, those were not G.I. Joe's. Those are plastic soldier, army guys. Toy soldiers? Something else. Yeah, they toy were soldiers? something. Yeah, th- yeah. They're GI Joes with their own standalone thing. Those are the army men with the little web feet. No, they, but in they, the uh, in the scene where they, you first meet Sid, they show him blowing up an army guy who yeah. looks like he's supposed to be a GI Joe, but they called him something else, and I can't remember what they yeah. called him. But it was a yeah. different. It was like Mister Patriot or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Sid performs a double bypass brain transplant on his little sister's toy by ripping its head off and replacing it with another toy's head. Deeply disturbing behavior here. If little Johnny was like in the room watching this, I I would like looking back. I it's it's just weird. Very very dark. Very dark. Should I keep going? Do you yeah, want I, me to continue? I want you to build a mountain <laughs> of evidence. It's a journalist in me. I have a whole bullet point list here of why so Toy Story sucks. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Let's see. Mr. Potato Head referred to Woody as a backstab. Oh, this is a direct quote. A backstabbing murderer. And then Mr. Potato Head used an Etch-A-Sketch to draw a noose and a gun. So now we're teaching kids about murder. That's great. What a what a wholesome, lovely message we're sending our kids there. So so there's that. Um, oh, I I don't know if you guys caught this, but the toys that they feature in Sid's room is something out of a horror film. Um, all of the hybrid cr- toys, creatures with like heads and on different like in body parts on different parts. Did you guys notice the the legs with the fishing rod mm-hmm. and the hook? Mm-hmm. So anyone with a keen eye would may notice the tongue in cheek attached to it. Like they're actually referencing a street, a literal street worker, a hooker. Did you guys catch that? I, I did not. I did. I not. just taught you something. You did. Knowledge there's dropped. <laughs> truth bomb. Um, so there's a touching scene where Buzz believes in himself and he tries to fly. But instead of flying, he crash lands onto the ground and loses his arm. What sort of message is that sending to kids? You know, what to not take a scary leap of faith, to not believe in yourself. Uh, He then acts drunk off of a tea set, which is, again, promoting alcoholism. And he says he's depressed. Like, of course he's depressed. He can't fly, which is so annoying. Um, Woody says being a toy is a lot better than being a space stranger. Again, so we're teaching kids to not dream big, like play it small. I, I just, I have a really big problem with that. Um, I'm going to keep going if that's okay with you guys. That's all I want you feel to free- do. <laughs> feel free to jump in at any point. No, 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 no. This is, this is your time. This is your clean slate. <laughs> when you're done, we'll go. So there's a cutout of a human shooting target poster hanging inside of Sid's room. So basically, Sid is growing up to be a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's no no doubt about that. Um, where are Sid's parents? His little sister opened the door when the doorbell rings. I was taught to never open the door for strangers. This is a lesson in Parenting 101. This is exactly what kids should not do. Um, Sid throws Woody on a grill and he plans to light Woody on fire and then Woody's head spins completely around which is like giving a nod to the exorcist so like cool cool so now like we're we're we have like satanic vibes in the movie which also caught my attention um oh the T-Rex said and this is a direct quote great now I have guilt as if that's a bad thing. Like we're teaching kids to not have feelings. Um, yeah, these are. I, I, Kevin's getting a little uncomfortable here. I'm making some pretty. Oh no no no! Things, not right? not with not with <laughs> the, bulletproof, the bulletproof arguments. I'm not uncomfortable at all. Takes a lot more than guilt to make Kevin Oof. uncomfortable. Yeah yeah. All right. Well, again, a lot of inappropriate sex- sexual innuendos and contact happening between Woody and Little Bo Peep. I mean. 
one of the toys at the end of the movie holds up mistletoe and then they both kiss mistletoe. And you guys cannot argue this because you will get canceled. Mistletoe is not consent. It's just not like if your creepy boss at the office Christmas party is, is holding mistletoe over your head and you feel like you have to be forced or coerced into kissing them. That is not consent. God, that scene pissed me off so much. I have to. I have to disagree. Uh, yeah, if you're under that mistletoe, already said that she wanted a flock. Yeah, so that's that my was... point. <laughs> and if you're standing at that mistletoe, that's implied consent. If you're both standing there under the same time, the same, and no one's walking away. What if she... they don't want? What if the person, other person, doesn't want to be standing under the mistletoe or kiss the other person? Well, if the person, if the other guy goes in very slowly, she can walk away. No one's holding her down. Right. Right. Unless right. you look at Fox News and it's Roger Murdoch we're talking about, but that's another. Story. That is, well, yeah, that is a that, that, that's another podcast episode. But anyway, <laughs> so the cherry on top of this scene, which also was just wrong, wrong, and this is also a direct quote, journalist and me direct quotes. The T Rex says, "Hey, it would be cool to have another dinosaur toy, like an innocent leaf eater. That way, I can be the dominant predator." Hey gang, we here on the show often use the expression, that doesn't happen. You know how we can say that with such confidence? Because we have an actual fucking scientist sponsoring this show. That's right, Mr. A.M. Compson is our new sponsor, and he's helping spread scientific knowledge with his new lecture series. Are you a nerd who thinks school is too tough? Go to A.M. Compson to find books on a wide range of science and mathematics topics. That's university-level teaching at a fraction of the cost. Are you a tough guy who thinks school is for nerds? Then go to A.M. Compson and pick up the night school version of these books, which has the same exact information condensed with punchlines and swearing. New material every few weeks. It's like OnlyFans, but their fathers are actually proud of them. So go to amcompson.com today to start learning science. That's amcompson.com. Okay, that literally blew, blew my mind that they included such a line in the movie. Um, did I just... You wanted to be a hunter. Didn't see the value. Didn't think it was funny. Um, and then also, the movie is highly discriminatory towards dogs. Did you guys notice that? At the very end of the movie, Woody is like... Buzz, what could Andy get that is possibly worse than you? And then we all of a sudden hear a puppy and there's all this barking and we think it's going to be happy. And no, it was like dogs suck because dogs eat toys. So, but didn't they, but didn't they also love Slinky the dog? That's not a real dog though. It's a Slinky, not a dog, not a real dog. Mm. So listen, here's Jen graphing for straws. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up my argument with this. So the dark side of tours, toy story. All right. You're stranded in a hostile environment. Okay. A man discovers that everything he knows about the world is a lie. All of his memories are fake. All of his convictions wrong. He isn't the hero that he thought he was. Um, and as hilarious and at times, quote unquote, heartwarming as Toy Story may pretend to be, it has a pretty downbeat thesis. And I think the message of like, you know, Hollywood's message of you can be anything you dream of. And Toy Story is kind of saying, no, you can't. You're just a toy. You're not special. And I have I had a problem with that. I had a problem with it back then when it came out when I was five years old. And I have a problem with it today. So. Do you like the land before time? I do. There's our first problem, Kevin Israel. <laughs> I would have, I would have loved to see five-year-old Jen walk into the kitchen and look at her parents and go, so I just finished Toy Story 2, and I have to be honest, I think all of the messages in this are politically and socially unacceptable. She would have, because I'm strong-willed, and I have a lot to say about a lot of things. And then mom and dad say, we're going to leave her when we go on vacation. We're going to accidentally leave her behind. <laughs> this is going to be a home Just like scenario. Andy's toys were left behind. Well, that's another issue I took with it, because I left a toy at a Home Depot when I was a little girl, and it was traumatizing. There we go. There is the root. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Haven't you guys lost a toy before? Yes. yes yeah, yeah, it hurts. Like every week I lost a toy. And you know what I learned? Don't lose your shit. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Did you rip hey, the hey. heads? Did you rip the heads off of uh, your siblings toys and perform double bypass surgery and 
explode uh, Barbie dolls with explosives like Sid did in the movie? No, yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm about yes, to rip the head off your argument. But before I do that, <laughs> Jen, why don't you give me a score one to ten what you would give Toy Story? What I would give Toy Story? What you would give it. Like in terms of what? In ter- just overall. In terms of in, in terms of the in terms of the flowering paper wall they had on the, the wallpaper they had. Yes, an <laughs> overall score. I give it a six. So she doesn't wow. hate it. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I do. I I if you hate I, something. No, okay. it's not. I did. A, Kevin and I actually both sat in your chair for an episode each. Kevin did The Shining. I did a, I did Chris, a Christmas story. And you know what we gave those scores? I those love that you done. did The Shining, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Great. I, I gave I gave a Christmas story a fucking zero because it sucks. And you gave this film that you hate a six. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Do I, can I, can I rephrase? Can I, let me redo my answer. Um, I'd give it, a, I'd give it a three. Hey, Kev, do you grind your teeth when you sleep? Boy, I, I'm amazed. I still have teeth. Because if so, I must be one of 40 million Americans who do. Whether it's stress, anxiety, or an abnormal bite, chronic teeth grinding will lead to worn enamel, tooth decay, sleeplessness, and expensive dental procedures. And that's no fun. But the good thing is the number one teeth grinding prevention recommended by dentists is the custom-fitted night guard. However, it's costly, with the average dentist charging two to $300 per guard. And you will grind through several per year. Two to three hundred dollars is a lot of movie tickets now that the theater is opening back up. But using Smile Brilliance Lab Direct process, you can get the same custom fitted night guards for as little as are you ready for this? Forty-five dollars per guard. Wow. And additionally, Smile Brilliant has custom fitted teeth whitening trays and the Carry Pro electric toothbrush. So listen, go over to smilebrilliant.com and use Code GTSC. Help us out a little bit, right? GTSC at checkout for 30% off. You're getting something for 30% off. What? Once again, that's smilebrilliant.com and use GTSC at podcast. Back to the show. How Is that fair? How do we go from a six to a three? Uh, walk me through this logic now. Did what you not listen to my, did you not listen to all my bullet points there of how depressing all. this film is and how it's ruining and polluting children's minds in America? <laughs> this is, you'd be the worst negotiator for ad buying a house. Hey, you know, I think it kind of sucks, but I'll give you 20,000 under asking. <laughs> oh boy. Kevin, I'm going first. God damn it. I am. I, 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 He's fired I, I up, man. I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> I'm applying eminent domain. Of course, these notes are brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can get a kick-ass shirt, bag, hat, hoodie, mug, every day as, our, as my co-host is holding up a lovely mug, a la Price is Right, Janice from the uh, 80s, Price is Right. Find all that as well as our blogs Monday through Friday on guttingthesacredcow.com at GTSC Podcast on Twitter. Notes. Seeing all these toys come to life in the first three minutes, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, you are deader than JFK. Oof. The sergeant from Full Metal Jacket is by far one of the most underutilized characters in this film. Why did Arlie Ermey not get enough screen time? The Green Army men hobbling hysterical. They got every nuance right with every toy. This movie hits all the notes for kids replacing their old toys with new toys. And don't play the bias card with me, Jennifer Eckhart, because when you got a brand new Barbie, old Malibu Barbie went through the ways of the dodo. She ran the bottom of that toy chest, just like when we got new Optimus Prime and Megatrons. Starscream took a back seat sometimes, right? Right. Bo Peep is indeed promiscuous, but she has too many layers painted on her so i surmise she's a cock tease (laughs) unlike that barbie who sheds clothes like snakes shed skin Hmm? Hmm. listen i don't think there's wrong with a little bit of promiscuity i don't think that's that that there's anything wrong with that but i think if the message is inappropriate to be teaching our young children but that's just my opinion jen these films are made for five-year-old kids no one is getting the lesson of promiscuity and just let kids be kids and enjoy shit without having a message next the title (laughs) of this 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 film should be called toy story randy newman's musical showcase 
How many fucking songs do we need by Randy Newman in this one? One, great. Two, uh, three, stop it. <laughs> Sid reminds me of that kid in her class who always smelled like dog hair, sour milk, and broken dreams. Any I have teacher- something about what he smells like, too. Yeah, oh, I bet you do. <laughs> Any teacher who was a betting teacher knew by the second day of school who that kid would be in her class every single year. And like clockwork, that Matt- kid... That a mass kid, serial killer? A no, mass that, serial killer. No, no, no. That kid would be holding that same school's <laughs> mop in 10 to 13 years. <laughs> the barrel of monkeys, hilarious. The claw, goddamn genius. The speak and spell, also viciously underrated, had funny-ass lines on the speak and spell if you caught them. Sid also grew up to be a character in a Rob Zombie horror film. The mutant toy creations, exactly what you expect. Because you knew at least one kid who did do the double bypass and put transplanted heads and legs and arms and shit. And that's exactly what came out in this film. I do want to know the backstory why Andy's dad took off. Maybe he impregnated the assistant manager at the PC arcade behind the claw machine. I need to know these things. By the way, Sid, here's something that maybe doesn't happen, Kevin Israel. Sid looks too poor for his family to afford braces. The tea party with the unlikely toys perfectly played. My sister had tea parties with Cabbage Patch Kids, Barbies, and sometimes, sometimes Cobra Commander made an appearance at those toy, at those tea parties. And maybe an Optimus Prime drop-in, not so infrequently. I don't want any tea. I had enough tea. You know, and, and here is how I got him out of here. When she was like, I'm going to go get the tea. I go, Cobra, retreat! <laughs> That joke is for kids who grew up in the 80s. Thank you. I enjoyed seeing a lot more of Tim Allen's Buzz Lightyear character in the first three Toy Story films before Disney put the clams on Buzz for part four, probably because of Tim Allen's politics, according to everything that you read on Reddit. (laughs) How is Sid allowed to have 12 locks on his door? He's between the ages of 11 and 13. Where are his parents is a great question. Answer... Probably at a halfway house. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, by the way, by the way, never met anyone named Sid in my life. And let's keep it that way, please. Thank you very much. Uh, Sid Israel. Sid has my, the same sex. Is it? Is Sid, Sid Israel? Yes. <laughs> Bang. Perfect. That is perfect. Could you, could you, could That's you. He's also, he's also an 84 year old Jewish man. So I'm just going to say, can you, can you. Never- can you draw that stereotype up any better? What, you think Sid and Rhoda Israel are stereotypical? Yeah, you think? <laughs> By the way, Sid as a name has the same sex appeal as calling out as a Leon or a Blaine. Go ahead, Jen, give it a try. Fuck me, Sid. That's it. I am very, very sexy. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to, okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to, oh, 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 oh. We completely understand if Sid was somehow related to Biff Tannen, Right. Oh, that might be your greatest call in this podcast. Horseshit. I have plenty other good ones. No, that, <laughs> one. that, was, that, was, that was fantastic. Where are you going, Biff? I'm going to the thing of my car, Grandma. <laughs> so, Jen, there's a movie in 1985 called Back to the Future. Uh, and the, oh, hold on. Hold, oh, those are, those are fat, those fatten words. Okay. Mm. I know Back to the Future. I know it well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so do not go. Do not bring Back to the Future into this conversation. This is on Toy Story. I'm mm-hmm. a big Back to the Future fan. Always have been. I'm also a big Biff fan. But Sid. listen, if you're ever gonna put Biff in the same category as Sid, like n- same no, same no. category, Kevin Israel, Kevin Israel just co-sign on that. By the way, more on Sid because I, I'm good at this. Sid is definitely that kid we all knew who was way too into fireworks as a kid. And those same kids usually wore a Dokken or a Scorpions t-shirt to school at least twice a week. Dokken? Yeah. Is that another deep pool for you? What's a Dokken? was an a band in the 80s that you see every mall janitor wearing as they swept up. <laughs> Love seeing those toys get their revenge. That was a nice, cool little sneaky little uh, revenge there with the with the toys in the backyard. It is impossible to watch this without a smile on your face the entire time. Why this works perfectly, kids and adults, multi plot points. This 
strap in. This is the best kids film ever made. Different plot lines, different plot lines, different emotions, perfect amount of humor for adults. Some other dopey kids films like The Land Before Time, which was so monochromatic in its plot, zero affection for the characters and virtually no humor. This film is mandatory for every film screenwriting class. This, as I said before, should be part of our bulletproof list. Kevin Israel, here's the first for this podcast. Ready? 10 out of 10. Perfect film. Good night. Wow. Never done that Whoa. before. Whoa. Wow. 10 out of, I said it before, this is a bulletproof film mm. and it has shown no signs of degeneration in the 26 years that has been out since I saw it as a senior. Even though, but hold on, Mr. Potato had just got canceled. I don't He's now gender. It. He's now I, gender neutral. I, so how? I don't give a fuck about that, Jennifer. How about that? It's okay to be a boy. Hey, okay by the way, know. did you guys know that John Ratzenberger is the voice of the piggy bank? I will say, yeah. I like the piggy. I do like the piggy bank character. The piggy bank's funny. Um, the 80s, he, John Ratzenberger was the 80s sitcom voice uh, character in Cheers. Yes. For your listeners and viewers out there. He didn't there. even change his voice for knowledge. it. That was. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought that was great. Well, neither neither did anybody really. Yeah, it's not like true. Tom Hanks. It's not like Tom Hanks is putting on a a western drawl. There's a snake in my ball. boot. Ten out of ten, Kevin Israel. Wow. wow. You know, I feel uh, I have to apologize to our audience because I feel like I'm about to repeat everything you just said. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I so knew I haven't seen I haven't seen this movie in. 15 years, maybe more. I saw it in the theater when it first came out. Kev's right. This was, and I, I want to say that this was probably the first movie to say, oh, you know what? Parents go to see these movies too. Let's, let's make this for them as well and see if we can double layer it so two audiences can enjoy it. And they pulled, they, I mean, they pulled it off. Obviously, there's, there was four movies in this. Uh, and it's a, it's an iconic movie. But I think that's, I think it's an important distinction Kevin made is that, this movie, there were so many kids movies. I mean, we did, like you said, and I was going to use Land Before Time as an example. It's just, it does, I mean, sure, for like a four-year-old, that movie's fine, but anybody with a sixth-grade education is just going to be horribly bored watching that movie. Time out. My five-year-old walked out of Land Before Time, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a very savvy five-year-old. You're goddamn right. By the way, real f- very fast before you get into it, what was on TV yesterday Die hard. What did she walk around the entire rest of the day saying to uh, myself and my wife? Welcome to the party, pal. No, welcome to the party, pal. (laughs) Hilarious. Did that to my parents on FaceTime last night. Continue, please, sir. I didn't realize uh, that I were I'd forgotten that Joss Whedon was a writer on this. Um, But I think that means that we obviously need the Snyder Cut version of the story (laughs) to find out what was really intended. I will say this: the one of the one of the uh, one of the things I did notice, the animation has gotten significantly better over the years. Like it still looked like the the toys yeah. looked more realistic to me than the people. They really like if you compare make- if you can if you compare this to something like Finding Nemo, which is a more recent Pixar film, you can definitely see the difference oh, in animation. It's I like mean, night and day. absolutely just like night and day. Yeah, yep, hundred <laughs> percent. It's um, but it, but you know what? It wasn't. It didn't distract me as much as I thought it was going to. Because at first, at first, and even if you look at the evolution of the four Toy Stories by Toy Story Four, that animation was much better, and their their, their mapping of the of everything was. was See, I stopped watching Toy Story after the first one. I didn't well, continue to two, three, or four. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Kevin. Kevin is just shaking his head. He just cannot <laughs> believe that I'm on this podcast. Tell your, tell your, no, this is why you came on. Tell your boyfriend that he should dump you post haste. <laughs> Toy Story two and three are perfect. Perfect. He actually like my boyfriend actually likes Toy Story, so this has caused quite um, some drama in our relationship. He'll be. Yeah, on, I he'll like be, your boyfriend. He'll be on Tinder tonight. I promise you that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or. Especially for, I think, for guys of Kevin and my age, the, the the I think the concept of toys now and having like toys and all these different toys, it doesn't really exist anymore. So I think kids probably watching the movie now, it wouldn't mean as much. But we had because they're on their iPads, they're on toys. their they're on their screens and they're scrolling doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's, right. it's sad. But so Kev, so Woody was his favorite toy. Mm-hmm. Who would have been your Woody? Oh my God! 
I mean, I had so many action figures. It was, uh, there's there's got to be one that jumps to your head that you were just like, this is the one. It's probably Furby. It's probably Furby. That's after my time, you silly goose. Uh, <laughs> Megatron. Megatron. Megatron's a good one. Meg- yeah. Megatron is solid. Mine was, I had, I actually had two. I had a Voltron, which I mm. loved. And I know, I know, I know. We're not gonna, we're not gonna start a civil war. <laughs> uh, and I had a, uh, I had a giant Godzilla toy that I also loved. And conveniently, Voltron fought, Vol- fought Godzilla almost every day. Yeah. Um, a lot of cross pollination between all these different wars: He Man fighting Transformers, yeah. fighting GI Joe, and oh, Thunder. And Thunder. Yeah. Now, now I have a question for both of you. Did you strap explosives to your toys Let, growing I up? Will, I will get to that. So. Uh, I think it, I think it's great that the kid, as his new favorite toy, he got an ultra conservative Coke dealer. Who doesn't <laughs> as their favorite toy? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Bo Peep dumps water fa- Woody faster than a Kardashian when, yeah. when when Buzz shows up. She doesn't even look at him twice. I felt that was the worst I felt for Woody. Not even being dumped by the kid, being dumped by horny Bo Peep. Jesus. Yeah, they should call him Chris Humphreys. <laughs> There's a there, they do show a rubber shark, which I had. A toy I saw that. Shark. I saw that. That was actually kind of funny. Yeah. I, 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 I audibly I laughed out loud. That I loved, and I used to play in my play with my parents' pool. And then one day, the toy shark, unbeknownst to all of us, got sucked into our filter system and cracked the liner of our pool oh, and of cost course. my dad ten thousand dollars. And I never got a rubber shark toy again. <laughs> that sounds traumatizing. And now you have a kiddie pool instead of a real pool. <laughs> I will say this. I never blew up toys. Yeah. I never blew up my toys. But I did take my dad's tiny screwdrivers and take almost every G.I. Joe guy I had apart and put them back together to make new G.I. Joe figures. So I get part of what that kid was doing. I also knew the kids who, it was first fire. First when we discovered fire was we, everybody melted their G.I. Joe guys. With a magnifying glass. Yeah, horribly disfiguring. And, uh, and then I did know kids who moved on to explosives. I even knew kids. Remember those snaps? They were like little mm-hmm. tissue paper. Little white things. Yep, yep, yep. I knew kids who took them and unwrapped them and made giant like bombs out of them and would throw them at their G.I. Joe guys and try to blow them up. Which, yeah, I mean, there were was, there was some degenerates. That's a good way for Zartan to get through and attack the Joe's headquarters of the flag. Zartan. Did, anybody, did anybody's mask on Zartan ever make it through like six months? I feel like that no. was the first thing you lost was that tiny little. We'll, we'll send you a picture, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, for your female listeners and viewers out there, I was big on Barbie and Polly Pocket. Do you guys remember Polly Pocket? Was that around? My sister had. Was that a thing? I do, re- I do remember no. Polly Pocket. Two... Okay. All right. You know what? I also remember arcades. Yeah. I miss arcades. I said that I spent podcast. so much time in arcades that I ended up working in an arcade. This wow. sound and hey guys, remember movie theaters? <laughs> Get it? That was a bad COVID joke. But I went to one last Friday and guess what? It cost me fourteen dollars for a soda and pretzel bites. Now I wish I wish movies would go back away again. Fourteen dollars. Fuck you. <laughs> I desperately want the Mega Dork album collection. And if you don't I know what I'm talking about, go back to season. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> Mega Dork. What was that like? I really want to hear Mega Dork music and I want their album. <laughs> that's good I catch. think this was honest and it's and it's funny that you that you, that you said this Kev I think this was prime Tom Hanks I think this might have been the funniest Tom Hanks has been since Bachelor Party I 100% will co-sign on that it's, it's, oh. no no Spl- oh, he, okay Splash uh, oh, Castaway Castaway not come funny. on Wilson, no, no, no. Funny. He said, Wilson. He, oh we're talking funny, funny. alright whatever funny. we love we did Castaway in this podcast Tom Hanks stopped being funny you know why because he was told to stop doing cocaine Jennifer and Buzz realizes that he is just a toy that like yeah. moment hits deep well how can it not because it just it has it has so many different layers to the impact on Buzz. But you know what? I think it's I think kids 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 need to know that not everything's pretend and fun and I think I think it's good to bring it back down to earth. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. That hurts my soul. And you also that forget little... when I'm oh, sorry, I say, say when uh, Jenny said, Oh, and he doesn't learn how to fly, he gives up. Guess who learns how to fly in the very end and flies that fucking car right into the moving truck? 
Buzz Lightyear. He didn't no, get a but he says it's not. He actually says this isn't flying. It's falling in style, which is like, what a lame. Sid, that little dirt ball slept in his jeans and shoes. He has the worst <laughs> parents ever. His mother absolutely smelled like parliaments and boxed wine. Hey, what's wrong with boxed wine? What's wrong with that? Yeah, she definitely poured beers in a beer in a bowling alley bar. Woody's plan to rescue Buzz rivaled anything that Hannibal from the eight team had ever concocted. <laughs> Watching him come up with that plan was just I, I wanted him just to say at the end when it all worked out. I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, I, I was going to throw it in there if you didn't throw it in there. Well done. <laughs> a team was a show in the eighties, Jen. <laughs> oh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a movie in 2009, which wasn't too bad. <laughs> I would, I, I, I do think that thanks to the living toy incident, Sid had a breakdown when he turned 23 and went on a 14 state killing spree that took the lives of 35 store toy owners. Yes. Yeah. We agree. We agree. That battery-powered radio-controlled car was doing 30 miles per hour. That is impossible. <laughs> we all had radio-controlled cars, and even the really expensive ones you got at the hobby stores didn't do 30 miles per hour. And I don't care if it had a goddamn turbo button on it. What were those ones called? The, the turbo! It was like, I, I forgot the name. But my brother had one of those. My dad got me one from Radio Shack. I go, this is garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the good ones were at the hobby stores, and they were crazy mm. expensive. There's one called the Grasshopper that all my friends had. Anyhow, leaving all that aside, I think this movie absolutely hold up, held up. I was really surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did because I hadn't seen it so long and I thought it was going to feel I thought it, I really actually thought it was going to be another land before time experience. Um, I see a lot of Jennifer's points about time has changed and that we look at things differently. And you know what I say? Fuck that. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a fun kids movie. And if this movie impacts your children in any bad way and leaves them with any residual harm, you are a terrible parent. You have no ability to separate your child's fantasy imagination from reality. This is a, this is a great movie. This is a movie I will definitely show my kids, all four of them. They'll probably watch it on repeat. And I feel like Jennifer was dead wrong on this one. This movie, this movie holds up. It's a great movie. And the, the characters, everything in it, just the tone was just perfect. The yeah, just 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 Kevin, teach your kids that, you know, they're an automation manufactured from metal and plastic and that their only purpose in life is to amuse their creators. They won't become depressed at all. And they'll just resign themselves to their unremarkable fate. And, and amusing they'll be good, they'll amusing be good to go. Is, is exactly why I'm going to have children. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have something to amuse me. Life's getting <laughs> amuse really me. Do tricks. Well, so, so for me, I'm not going to go quite as high as Kev on this movie. This movie is a is a nine for me. Uh-huh. It, uh, it it I just I, I thought I really thought I was going to be bored or fade off. And by the way, and it's not too long. The movie is the perfect. perfect it 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 moves. There's not a dead scene in it. Everything has something. Everything means something. The scene with the toys coming back to life to scare the kid that was even a little creepy like i just i thought the, the movie hit all the bases i i am actually surprised by how much i like this movie on rewatch probably 15 years since i've seen it wow and i've owned every you know, vhs blu-ray dvd digital i have all of them the first three are, are flawless the fourth one wasn't as good but then again when they ended the way they did with three was perfect when they announced they're doing four go yeah. it, it can't it's they can only hope to equal it, it'll. It, it was. It wasn't as good. It was. It was all right. It was decent. Okay. Give me. Oh, you said. You said a nine. Okay. Cool. All right. Nine. Yeah. So let's hear what those critics' five star reviews are. Critics, five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews. An unforgettable, groundbreaking, absolutely winning masterpiece. If you haven't seen the original in some time, perhaps for fear that it won't hold up compared to the later sleeker releases from Pixar, it's worth rediscovering its pleasures. And they do have an entire Toy Story Land at Disney World, which is also whimsical and delightful. With instant classic, in quotes, written all over it, Toy Story, the first full-length animation entirely composed of computer-generated animation, is visually astounding, wildly inventive winner. Introduced not one, but two 
indelible characters to the pop culture pantheon. I cannot agree more than that. Everyone in this day and age knows who the fuck Woody and Buzz are. Hey, Jen, name the two lead characters, the three characters in Land Before Time. Spike. Um... No Googling. Dang it. My point, exa- my, 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 my point exactly. My point exactly. I'm a my 90s point. kid. Come on. It's on the tip well, you, of my tongue. It was Spike, said, Spike is one of them. Uh, Dang it. Baby dinosaurs. Baby dinosaurs. Time's up. That makes my point. <laughs> All right. Spike is, was I, I was right. Oh, Ducky. Ducky. Of course, Ducky. Was a useless character. Now time for the Critics One Star Reviews. Critics One Star Reviews. Critics One Star Reviews. None. There are no one-star reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. This is the first time this has ever happened. So now we go to the Amazon five. That's amazing. I know that. That's amazing. Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. This movie is so cute. It has such a great message, which is so typical and expected from Disney, of course. Now, I have four kids with one on the way. They absolutely all love this movie, and we continue to watch it all the time. I think they're bearing the lead. Five kids. Jesus Christ. Did you want to build your own? You want to field your own basketball team, hockey team, or enough to raise that barn there, Jebediah? I couldn't imagine. If I had five kids, I would be like, all right, kids, one of you gets to go to college. Fight it out. <laughs> Kind of like in the dark night when he breaks the pool stick. We're having tryouts. Make it quick. But we only have room for one. Yeah. <laughs> we're having tryouts. We own the physical copies, and my daughter bought the digital without my da- without my knowledge, excuse me. So I had to double check my settings, but definitely user error. And I don't mind owning a copy of the digital, the digital copy of this amazing movie. That said, just the digital version cost me almost as much as the three-pack of Blu-ray Toy Stories I bought. <laughs> the kids are grown, so I'm cleaning out the junk. Got rid of the VCR and replacing our only favorite VHSs for tapes, for DVDs, excuse me. The movie itself is pure gold, and I have no idea how I missed out watching on this. What, uh, having went so long before watching it... The best part was guessing all the voice actors, John Ratzenberger, Annie Potts, Jim Varney, and the greatest drill sergeant ever, R. Lee Ermey, amongst others. I think there's a little Sid and all of us men when we are young. Come on. Who didn't want to blow up something of ours at one time or another? If you ever wondered where your toys were up to when you weren't looking, well, your questions will be answered and then some. The mangled toys were definitely creepy, but cute in their own weird way, especially after saving the day for Andy's toys. The land of the misfit toys. Come on. Yeah. And to your to your drill sergeant point, Kev, mm-hmm. didn't they end up doing I feel like there was a short film that came out that featured the the army guys. I think there was an before shaking. another Pixar movie or something. They do shorts before all of them. It it had to be like a direct to DVD because Yeah, maybe I've seen I, I think I've seen every fucking Pixar film there there is, and I don't recall that. I could be wrong, but I don't recall it. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. I ordered four DVDs. Two worked, two sucked pond water. This is the second pond water review. I bragged about this movie to my niece and made Toy Story snacks and pulled out my old my, my son's old Toy Story dolls. Ready, set, whoa, didn't work. We tried everything but no cooperation. With this three-year-old crying devastated wish you had live customer service because i would have called luckily i remember a few scenes too actually and we acted them out stop it that we acted them out that stopped the tears and 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 one smile you you owe me amazon (laughs) they're doing a goddamn puppet show there's there's so many levels to that to that post (laughs) i would pay so much money to see whoever it was acting out the scenes from Toy Story. <laughs> Want to bet that their grandmother was stuffed in their upstairs attic? <laughs> and what's Podwater? Well, 
for us who don't do don't swim in ponds because they're filthy, I gotta I gotta suspect that's somebody from another area. In the, oh, that's <laughs> you know we get infections for swimming. After watching this movie, my wife made me get an in-home security system with cameras and motion sensors in my son's room because of the evil toys he has. If they come to life, we want to know. Signed, Ned Flanders. I think that's pretty reasonable. I mean, think of... No, no. What about Chucky? What about the Chucky doll that came alive and, like, killed everybody? That's He was a doll. He was a toy. You know what else was? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator. But you know what? That shit didn't happen either, Jen. (laughs) There was a movie... After Toy Story, I believe. It definitely was after Toy Story. It was live Boys action. Or, or Soldiers, was it called? With the toys, though, they were like, they were military experiments, but they looked like toys. Yeah, Soldier. I think it was called something Soldier. Small Soldiers, yeah. that's it. I Small didn't see it. Small Soldiers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not see that. Next one. Sound sounds like it was in slow motion. Couldn't watch it. $4.34 down the tubes. No way to get credit for bad digital purposes. Purchases, excuse me. Four thirty. First of all. First of all, yes. If you called Amazon and complained about anything, they'll give you their money back. Amazon no. doesn't give a fuck. No, they do not. Amazon return- will just give. Amazon will give you money. They'll say, "Here, don't don't return it." <laughs> I bought. Yeah, I bought something from Amazon, and they were like, "Don't bother returning it." We'll right. I did too because the shipping is too much. more expensive. <laughs> I love how we were able to rent our Karate Kid costumes for the live show and send them right back, Kevin. <laughs> $75. Fuck you. I had to turn the movie off midstream. Too evil, quote unquote, scary for my nine-year-olds. Sad. Easily, these are the parents of kids that you're forced to invite to your birthday party because you have to invite the entire class or no one at all. I'm just surprised the mother let the kid uh, let the kid stop breastfeeding for a little bit to watch the movie. <laughs> I hope that kid becomes a school shooter and his mom's homeschool teacher. The joke is so old, it can vote and drink. Next one. Too scary. Sign the insane clown posse. Just kidding. And <laughs> these next two are great. Old cartoons, you still running it for money? The YouTuber Ryan has more followers, and it is free. What? I know. And you know those wacky ones always make this cut. And now my favorite. I just hate this movie and wanted to express it because everyone acts like it's the best children's movie ever made. False. Ever watched Road to El Dorado? Way better. Signed, the director to Road of El Dorado. Because <laughs> no one else knows. <laughs> no one else knows what the fuck that movie that's is. Fantastic. I want to be friends with that guy. Whoever wrote that review, like that, he's funny. I, I agree. I think people are like, oh my gosh, Toy Story is the greatest Pixar movie to ever exist. Disagree. It is. Disagree. Kevin Israel, did Jennifer Eckhart gut the sacred cow? You know, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> She did, you make, she did make some some good arguments and arguments that I did not see coming. I did not um, either. So I, I respect okay. that because a lot of a lot of guests we have come on just make the predictable, obvious. Uh, the animation isn't as good, blah, blah, blah kind of argument. So you made some. No, I thought long and hard about this, guys. Yeah, no, you I did. did. You we see thought. that. No, no, no. We see that. And but the, I want to I want to quote Kevin here because when he first reached out to book me on this podcast, he goes, "I'll tell you, Jennifer, your hatred for this movie is an awakening worse than dumping a gallon Chalua Chipotle habanero sauce mixed into four White Castle burgers while in the middle of stretch of a highway with no sign of civilization in sight." So did this did the, did did my argument rise to the occasion of that? Of no. Oh. Flaming oh, indigestion? Yes. <laughs> without, yes. A ba- without a bathroom for miles. <laughs> I could see I was making Kevin very uncomfortable with a lot of the arguments. Oh, no, 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 no. And I, I took that argument and broiled a nice little he's, ball. He was just and like I just tomahawk jammed that shit like a Kim Olajuwon <laughs> back in the late 90s. Jennifer, you are a delight. I thoroughly, we thoroughly enjoy Am having- I, though? Am I? Yeah. Oh, you are. You yeah. are. And our, all of our 300 YouTube subscribers are really going to enjoy. <laughs> that, it's okay. They're going to skyrocket after this, after this episode. This is it. Excuse me, 3.30 as of this morning. Let's do a quick update, which, of course, is not going to be. That's fantastic. Up. Good job, Oh, guys. stop it. Oh, that's, that's so nice. It's cute. No, it's cute. It's still 3.30. All right. <laughs> Jennifer, where can the good folks at home find you besides lecturing kids in a toy aisle somewhere? 
and <laughs> lecturing kids. Come on, man. I like to have fun. I have a personality. Oh, it just, sure shows. I just don't, <laughs> I don't like teaching kids that if you don't, if you don't have big dreams, don't, you can't go for them. You can't reach for the stars. I'm, I'm. <laughs> kids, Jennifer, there was a nice lady that wanted to kill a bunch of Dalmatians and she had a great personality too. Yeah. You know what, though? But she didn't have big dreams. She just wanted to kill puppies, which is that's, that's another more, you know, serial-esque. A week. I could have done 101 Dalmatians. That's a mo- another movie I don't like. Guys, but... catch catch Jennifer Eckhart watching the Davy and Goliath marathon and live commenting on that. <laughs> that's trash. <laughs> Jen, where can we find you? What are you, you up you to, You can Jen? Find, me, find me on Instagram at Jennifer Eckhart, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-E-C-K-H-A-R-T. Not like the, I'm not related to the actor Aaron Eckhart. A lot of people, sometimes I fool a lot of people. I'll be like, yeah, he's my uncle. And they get really excited. <laughs> you mean Harvey Dent from The, the Dark Knight? <laughs> Harvey Dent, yeah. Two-Face. That's him. Um, so yeah, find me there. Find me on Twitter, Jen- at Jennifer Eckhart. And again, look me up on Thrive Global. I'm putting out some pretty interesting pieces. And I'd love for your viewers and listeners to to take it in, take in the content and read them. You heard the lady. Go check out her articles. Kevin Israel, what are you up to, pal? I got some comedy coming up. Some dates are slowly rolling in. So go to my website, KevinIsrael.com, to check them out. But more importantly, leave us a review and a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. It helps. It means a lot to us. And it just brightens up our day. When Kevin and I get to read your thoughts and opinions that will absolutely echo us in loving Toy Story, we uh, (laughs) – we. We, it really means something to us, and it really does help with our, our, our views and our ratings and all the algorithm bullshit. So, uh, so if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed listening to Jennifer's arguments, and if you're ready to tweet at her how wrong she is, <laughs> you do that. Don't cancel Give us me. a review Don't and a five-star rating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk. Tell her why she's wrong. Don't dox her. She's a nice lady, guys. Don't, <laughs> Thank don't, you. don't Thank show up her house with pitchforks and torches. KevinGoatee.com. Dates also coming in there as well. Uh, Kevin said everything about guttingthesacredcow.com. Check out our blogs. We have every Monday through Friday. Give that a looky-loo. Check us out on Clubhouse. Kevin and I have two different rooms on the Club Pod Network, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. And our movie podcast on Clubhouse, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Give those a listen as well. And that's it. Jen Eckhart, you're great. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, everyone, thanks a lot. Take care. We'll see you later. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.